for Thursday night, February 8th, 2007. This is episode 14 of the Anime Roundtable. Good evening from Toronto, I'm Mike Nicholas. Tonight, we'll talk about the pickup of the featured Tech on Concrete by Sony Pictures and some interesting aspects concerning it. Then, in celebration of Valentine's Day, we'll talk about flagship characters in anime over the decades. It's all coming up next on thecomicden.com. The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, technical hosts, or any other official associations of this program. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Place your bets now. <laughs> well, well, well. Guess who's away again? Even though he was set, he was scheduled to be on. Uh, Neil's away again. He has a migraine. We were about to bet on this too. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a day off, but someone pulled and screamed me back into this room. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was we were supposed to like supposed to start like a some sort of. Um, just for the sake of having Dean back on the show, uh, for giving Dean and Clarissa uh, and uh, a few other people a better chance to ever come on this show, we decide I decided to start uh, some sort of parody rule this beginning this week, and which and the parody rule basically states no one person, aside from myself, could do more than two episodes in, in a row. And if that were the case, um, if we were to start that rule this week, uh, James and Clarissa would be away. Well. And it would have come into, and we would have put it into effect. But then, Dean calls out sick. With, wrong guy. Uh, Neil calls out sick with a well migraine. So where's the fun? Where's the fun in guessing that? Who would have thunk? And then Dean has an assignment. He has an assignment due. Um, I guess. I guess he. I guess either that or he fails. But um, so he's not here either. So it, so you know we had to go to third third thing. And I really couldn't choose Clarissa. Uh, tonight because um, there is an all-girls show planned and I'd like for that I'd like to um, have you know take advantage of that sorry uh, I'd like to I'd like to um, I'd like to you know when when that finally happens I want that to be an actual like when girls become the majority around this table there's gonna be more I don't than want the majority. I, do not, I do not want to be sitting here alone <laughs> By myself <laughs> at the end of the table. Uh, so um, anyway, yeah. So just for, uh, as you figured, there will be an all-girls episode probably. I think in March. Mm-hmm. It looks like it'll be in March. So uh, all you listeners out there, uh, look, you can look forward to that. No, it might coincide with our first full photo um, or vid or vidcast. Uh, oh dear! Uh, don't don't give them <laughs> ideas. <laughs> So you know, so you know, I will personally be taking requests and payment through PayPal. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, well, here we go. Round if ta- I find you selling used water <laughs> bottles online, so help me. <laughs> Make sure you don't leave that one behind. <laughs> so, well, here we go. Roundtable is now on the air for this very chilly Thursday evening, February eighth. <laughs> Boy, it's cold outside. Uh, it's like what minus 
Does anyone really know? I, 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 I was warmer than it was at the beginning of the week. Yeah, so it was I'm minus 27 at the beginning of the week. Now I think it's about 16, minus yeah. 16. Minus well, it's plus 9 in Japan, so just two more days and then. At least we <laughs> don't have the snow. Yeah, well, all and, and to all you American oh. viewers uh, and to all you American listeners out there, the equi- uh, you can figure out how it, what it is in Fahrenheit by multiplying whatever numbers we give by 1.8, then I think it's adding 32 to it. So um, if it's minus... Uh, or you can Google it. Oh, you can mm-hmm. Google Well, yeah, if you, if, you're, if you don't want to do the math stuff. Or you can Many join the rest that. of the world and do what we do. Yes. Measure yeah. it in Celsius. <laughs> measure, measure in Celsius where zero is actually freezing. Damn 32s. So, but for reference, um, that means the temperature has been at best in its teen in the teens. So, at best, if I'm if my if my own estimations are reasonable. But there you go. It's it is very cold out there. But at, hey, on the bright side, at least it ain't snow. Uh, at least uh, it ain't really snowing out there. And we're uh, we hope we're um, if you're in uh, if you're in some of the snow hit the severe snow hit areas in North America, I hope you guys are bundled up and going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, um, before we move on, just quickly, here's the cast of characters tonight. Uh, to my left, English teacher in waiting, Courtney St. John. Courtney with an E. <laughs> I got two E's. I got, two. Well, with an, an e, a second E somewhere in the middle. I got the letter. Thank you. For, for reference, for reference, Courtney, my last name is spelt without an H. And many people have, and people have spelt that wrong for years. So at a point, I, I forgot at what point I stopped really uh, t- getting. Well, too I d- about I them. do I don't take umbrage if it's an institution, but if it's a person I know, I I tend to take some. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, uh, industry observer James Austin, who wasn't supposed to be here, but has gotten a one week reprieve. <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm never coming back here. Yeah. I'm as off I the said, island. As I, as I said, not yet. <laughs> well, it's it, 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 as I said. It, as I said, it's the parody rule, so we have to work with it, right? A parody rule will come into effect, I guess, next week. Oh wait, maybe I'm off the hook. Oh no, no, we're, it's too oh, late. We've it's actually, it's actually too late. Dean has entered the Dean has entered the room. Did you finish your assignment? Uh, no, well, apparently. I guess I guess he'll be working on it during He's taping. He's skipping. Yeah. Okay. And straight ahead of me, <laughs> straight ahead of me, fine arts major and anime north a- artist Ali Re- regular Angela Jordan and her final appearance before her trip to Japan next week. Have you finished packing yet? Uh, just barely started. Just barely started. Yes, it's intimidating. Well, how many? Like, when do you leave? Um, Saturday. Saturday. Ooh, Saturday morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Thank oh, God. Yeah, you have, have to be there bit. like three hours in advance nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Which terminal? Terminal one. Terminal one. Yes. Pier F. Huh? Pier F, the new extension. They, ter- um, they you know they closed Terminal Two a few like uh, a couple weeks ago, right? They mm-hmm. closed up Terminal Two. It's no longer th- so it's there, but you know they're going to start tearing it down in the spring, and they extend and the whole extension ended up in uh, in Terminal One. They opened up a, an expansion in in, uh, in Terminal One, which is like at least three like I, I'm guessing three times bigger than uh, as big as uh, ter- the entire Terminal Two ever was. Okay. And they they call it Pier F. Someone so. told me there's really weird sculptures there. That's all I've hmm. heard so far. That might be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I've been <laughs> through there once, like to pick up relatives, because heaven, like I said, it's well documented. I don't, I don't just generally travel at this point uh. in my life, but uh, it's a nice, it's a nice terminal. So it's, it's a very <laughs> it's spacious, nice after you it's realize worth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would be worth using in a movie, and I don't believe that to be out of the question. It probably right? has mm. been. I wouldn't probably, be surprised yeah, if that were the case already. Mind. 
So there you go. Uh, so that's who was around the table, plus a uh, couple people in the audience. Um, so anyway, anyway, just before we just before we uh, just before we actually get right to it, uh, what's what's the uh, what's the some of the worthwhile stuff? Oh oh oh, the two uh, since court this is Courtney's uh, first appearance since we talked about since last week and you know before with our uh, failed orgy left from last week <laughs> she was supposed to have been one of six people around this table last week and she wasn't and I want to and the thing was with what happened last week with um, the CRTC approving anime channel I want to get at least her and Neil's take on it so well I'll represent both of us I'm yeah I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you will have be of like of like opinion so what's your take I think it's great, and it should have happened a while ago. Um, it's really good to get especially English English language anime on TV because that's where we get a lot of the new fans to anime coming into the communities, and then by the time they get to university level, they find clubs, then they find conventions, and that's kind and of... And then maybe they'll actually discover the Japanese language. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's how I started. You know, I started watching Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball, the original, when I was like, you know, eight or nine on YTV. And so it's been there. You just got to find mm-hmm. it. And then finding an English language is much more inclusive and welcoming, like when you first start out. And then you realize, boy, are those voice actors awful, <laughs> especially on some series. And then, and then so. I guess you get to, you know, you'll get that chance to actually hear the Japanese language. Well, I kind of the believe there's certain stages in, in your, your development as an anime fan. First, you, you watch it dubbed. And then you always watch everything subbed, and you complain about anyone who watches it dubbed. And then you realize, however you watch it, it's the same thing, okay? And you can appreciate the art, and then you know you can prefer to watch it subtitled. But at the same time, you don't need to make fun of the people that are new and mm-hmm. just starting out. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's, good, it's a good gateway drug. That's, that's gateway. what I'm going to say about, <laughs> about the new channel. By the way, well, well, I have to say, ask you this: um, Would you like to see any anything shown on on uh, anime channel subtitled, or are you okay with it? probably almost um, being exclusively dubs. I'm pretty fine with it being exclusively dubbed. I think maybe movies and things where it's not like a, a series could probably get away with subtitling. And you know, y- you notice that they keep more of the intros songs mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in original Japanese now with subtitling, which is which is nice to hear. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that and then we also talked about clubs. <laughs> you clubs. Ha- you helped you used to you used to run Yama, uh, help run Yama at a point too. So the anime club here at your I'm a big fan of anime clubs because I think you kind of get isolated in your in your uh, room with your computer too much if you're an anime fan and you don't have a social outlet. And then having a place to go and socialize between anime conventions is good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Beneficial, yeah. Otherwise, you'll see that. And also, you can you thing. can you, it, it's a kind of a different experience because you're at home. Like you don't laugh out loud when something's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not quite as cathartic. You could sometimes cry if it's really sad. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you do if you're watching it at home and you wouldn't cry at the anime club, but you can sure laugh out loud and heckle and complain. Cry, cry at anime clubs. You should see. Uh, <laughs> we, you should see when we show uh, *Grave of the Fireflies*. I, I'm trying to think of a very, very sad anime that I've cried at. I, I admit I have. Show my, show my sensitive side to all, all the girls out there. <laughs> um, but the one thing that made me mad is in the very end of *Angelic Layer*. In that very touching moment, someone was laughing, and I wanted to throw something at them in, 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 at the anime club. <laughs> I, 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 I almost had my that. shoe off. I, I, I was ready. I, I, I've, uh, I've, I've had some pretty. I've had some legendary reactions, public reactions to various anime after showing them in a club. Um, but I guess that's a story for another time. What you <laughs> learn eventually is to watch the series beforehand, so you don't have to worry if you can't read the subtitles or if someone does something stupid right at that point. 
Oh, and that's part of that's I guess a perk of, or a perk and or responsibility of having to run a club, but you know that that's a big part of it, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, and the best shows you show when you and this is, and here's my last thing about clubs, my thing about clubs. The best shows you show are the ones you watch and are very sure uh, because if you watch them and like them. You can be sure a lot of other people will probably feel the same after showing it to them. Well, mm-hmm. it's great when you get a chance to program for other people because you really get an idea for how do you organize a show so that you're going to have all the genres hit. You want to hit a comedy. You want to get a romantic something, sometimes a comedy, sometimes a drama. You want to make sure you hit the people that really like those crime and horror. You know, you want to hit a bunch of different genres. Mm-hmm. And so it really gets you to take a look at what you're choosing. Mm-hmm. And you, you get very aware of what you like, too. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and then you can actually, you know, see a little bit of other stuff once in a while. Well, it kind of opens you up to what you normally wouldn't watch, especially if, if something you don't like is sandwiched between two things you do. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to kind of sit around. Yeah, or you can discover a podcast. I think some people are deciding not to watch it. Well, <laughs> it, th- th- this this podcast is an, is an alternative in lieu of what in lieu of better programming, uh, i.e., i.e., whatever's uh, currently being shown in the club behind us right now. Anyway, uh, anyway, we should actually uh, get to some real stuff here. So let me give some props this week to Angela, who found this one interesting and pointed it out to everyone else here. On February 4th, it was announced that Sony had picked up the worldwide distribution rights for a f- Studio 4C movie called, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Tech on Kingcrete. That sounds right. Okay. You know, Mike, we can just go by. Well, yeah, let's let's get yeah, the, let's get back to that. Let's, let, let's mm-hmm. get we're getting too far ahead of ourselves already. Okay. Let me just continue. Studio 4C, and, and l- let me just quickly tell you how to write that out. Studio 4C, written as if writing out four degrees Celsius, and not to be confused with Masakazu Katsura's manga studio, Studio 4C, the same name, is known for features such as Memories, Spriggan, and actually Animatrix as well. Um, they are also known for lesser-known features like Mind Game, which I know Angela is a I big fan of. I plugged it before. I'll continue plugging it until yeah, people watch they it. Do, mm-hmm. They do some video game stuff, too. I think yeah, yeah. they recently some. did Lunar Nights for Nintendo DS. Okay. They did some animation. Yeah, I know I know about the video game stuff. I don't know specific, mm-hmm. I didn't know specifics there, but thank you. They do mi- music videos, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw, that list. I saw that list as well. Anyway, Tech on Kingcrete was shown last year at the Berlin Film Festival, and... The distribution arm of Sony fell in love with it immediately, which led to the distribution deal announced over the weekend. Perhaps what is most interesting is who's the director, a gentleman by the name of, I hope I'm pronouncing this right too, Michael Arias. Mr. Arias has made history by becoming the first American-born director of a Japanese animated feature. Not really a fluke when you look at his resume and notice he has his fingerprints on both Mononoke and Animatrix, as well as a handful of other animated features in the U.S. There are actually two questions here. The first is an obvious one concerning Arias's nationality. The other concerns Studio 4C on the world stage and how much good will it do them. Um, Angela, which one do you want to s- tackle first? Because this is uh, this one was your uh, was your topic. I know you want to focus. I know. When well, I, w- I was mainly thinking from a Studio 4C's perspective. I've mm-hmm. been a big fan of their work for a while, and I think that they've got a lot of potential because yeah. they're operating not just out of one style, not just from one director's perspective, like Studio Ghibli and other studios. Like they they take a lot of different ideas from a lot of different places and they work with so many different styles and it's really fresh their approach. So I think that they could well, quite it, easily yeah, someone like I was reading like 
I was looking this uh, up on Wiki because you know Wiki's really easy to look up. Mm-hmm. Um, they they mentioned something about what's 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 the term flat 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 style super or something flat. super flat yeah. because I uh, I looked at some of the pictures some of the uh, like pictures uh, from Mind Game mm-hmm. some of the pictures from Mind Game it looks very like it's it it doesn't like come out at you but it still seems so clean just mm-hmm. looking at it. Well, I, mean, I looked up super flat because I was like, what what on earth is that? And apparently, I might be getting this wrong, but it's a movement in modern anime, well, postmodern animation and comics that criticizes <coughs> contemporary culture in some way, is what is said on Wikipedia anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, Evangelion could be considered super flat, and that's so, what they said. So it's not as much uh, an appearance as it is intent or something? Yeah, yeah, it's more intent. Hmm. I never thought, like... You know, me like breaking down arts. animation, breaking down otaku culture, and looking at it for what it really is. Okay, all right. So. I'm like, it's still like this one will go way over my head for some time, and I may have to actually re- reread all this and yeah. listen to this. So, like, is the, it anyway like a self awareness of something like kind that? Of, kind of like breaking down wall, yeah. fourth wall kind of. Yeah, well, Mind Game often breaks down the animation into actual photographs of the voice actors talking, so that might be considered super flat. Well, you see I that know. a lot in Gynex. So, yeah. So, is that, yeah, so you'd say that as sort of super flat. Like, yeah. Like in um, FLCL when they go into the manga panels. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think. think. Like, I mean, the whole... Like, anime... Wh- one thing that I've always been praised about anime is it's able to convey feeling as opposed to exactly what image you see. The exact mm-hmm. image. Like, um, that people always use this analogy. Uh, uh, wind going through a grass field is... is depicted in terms of a ripple as opposed to single blades of grass actually flying across the screen mm-hmm. so it, it becomes more symbolic so one of its po- anime's own powers is, is its own is its own symbolism and at least leaving the, the viewers to imagine things for themselves that's sort of it's it feels like the, the, this <coughs> whole explanation with super flat turn your head and cough dean um <laughs> in this whole do, do, uh, in this whole um super flat discuss thing that that's sort of what i what i think about um, yeah. I, I, I don't, don't know if i'm on the right track here. i don't I, know I'd either way off. maybe someone else who's an well, expert in super flat can educate us some of that the stuff about the way that you learn to read the expression in anime is really interesting because some of it is kind of just intuitive so when you watch anime for the first time you start to pick up okay so this is what their expressions mean because some of it is really strange like you wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't think like when you get the little veins popping out of their head that don't really look like veins eventually you get it and you kind of you pick up on yeah. you you you, re- you really pick up on um the nuance in it once yeah. you once you start to figure out what it is but i think like the it, the example you gave where you have kind of the waves rather than the individual blades of grass is something really different between american and japanese animation where you can be very spare in anime and you can get across a lot if this you is look, even getting finer. Yeah. This is even getting even d- into even further. Well, no, I I, I think I think in terms of super flat, I think we're just talking about postmodern. So breaking down media and throwing in other bits of media, and you know, doing um, things with comic books, doing things with live action stills, doing all kinds of stuff in the in the same medium. The difference, like I was watching this show on Superman yesterday, and they were showing a really really old animated Superman, and the animation was so fantastic. Really? Because they were doing like a million frames a minute. Like you could just see like there was frame, frame, frame. And like every single motion was captured. And I thought, this is fantastic. You'd never be able to do this. And and then you go kind of to the other end of the extreme where anime kind of is really kind of to be, tends to be spare mm-hmm. on, on frames. And you can get amazing detail out of that. And it doesn't have to be super realism, although you can get that too. Yeah. It leads to the imagination, which is probably even better. 
at least that's, that, that seems to be like what I'm interpreting what well, you're saying. Well, it's not as not necessarily a, an idea of better or worse. It's just different. It's a different idea of what. So so you have like this Superman where they're trying to be hyper real, and then you have anime, which is it's kind of like the difference between prose and poetry. Mm-hmm. Not one is not worse or better. It's just one is trying to get down exactly what happened using every word you can, and the other is use as little language as possible to convey. And it also becomes, an, but it also becomes an, an interpretation in terms of those whatever whoever's reading it or watching it or listening to it. Yep. It becomes you know different. It becomes like Let's in the eye, medium, truly, yeah. truly in the eye of the beholder. In this case, probably even more so than usual. So, you want to jump in? <laughs> are you, or you want to go? To, or you want me to go on to second point here? You could quote probably some poetry. Sec- probably second point. So <laughs> he would be the first thing because I'm just. Uh. But yeah, okay. Here's the other side, and this is first in terms of Studio Four C in general. Um, like it could promote, it could promote the promote the uh, promote the studio a little bit mm-hmm. better. I mean, this was your concern, like give a chance for other Studio Four C projects like yeah. Mind Game. Well, they the, have the potential to break into. Like MTV and other things like that. They like what they're doing is so versatile. They could do like anything in America. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I mean, interested in seeing. Here's like my thinking. Like here's where I start to think about it. Um, Mind Game does. Does Mind Game have a have a North American release? It has nothing. Nothing at this <laughs> nothing. point. Nothing. And people keep raving about it. A lot of people have apparently seen. I, I have no clue how to how to find it. Uh, I will lend I, you a copy. <laughs> Either that or it's on YouTube. I can I can enter that in instead of watching a, uh, watching episodes of Deal or No Deal Canada. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but with Studio Four C, like, okay, another name, another well known name uh, that always comes to mind, and maybe this is this is this is the target that maybe Studio that you hope Studio Four C will try and get to is Production IG. I bring up this name because how do I put this? Production IG and I, or or maybe other studio uh, some other studios they have this habit of making animation that can appeal to even a larger audience than usual than mm-hmm. just the Japanese mm-hmm. and hardcore anime fans. Mm-hmm. I think IG was wasn't IG behind some of the sequences in um, in Kill Bill? Was it IG? I believe mm-hmm. they were. But I, this yeah, was I, actually, power. I think they were and, the one for. Kill Bill, and, and then, then I the, know Gonzo did some work with. Um, oh, who was it? Was uh, was it? Are they behind Afro Samurai? No, yeah, they're behind Afro Samurai, but they also did a music video, and it's killing me. Yeah, okay. I'm sure someone. But remembers you know, the there's band, a reference. The other one is, um, I think IG is also behind behind the Highlander movie that'll come, the Highlander animated movie that'll come out. My point. Actually, it was Madhouse. That's oh, it's Madhouse. Mad, that's Madhouse. Mad. Is but then, then, then those add, and then that, that, that all we just end up doing with that is throwing yet another name into all of this. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, well, and and my point with IG and Madhouse is that they they can make animation truly for the world. Right. They mm-hmm. like like um, it's 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 but the only difference between them and Disney is you know Disney's in the U.S. These two houses are in, you know, are housed in Japan. This is the potential that, you know, this is the potential for Studio 4C. Mm-hmm. Also, Disney see. hasn't produced anything interesting in years. <laughs> uh, so that's beside the, but that that's uh, goes without saying. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the thing is, or, or maybe more specifically, Pixar. But um, you know, but but the thing with these guys, the thing with Studio 4C is like everyone talk, like you you hype them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot or anything because you know this this may also say how much they've been on under the radar all these years, all this time. 
I mean, they have the potential to be that become a big like a stu- a big name studio <coughs> mm-hmm. in the sense that well, no, not necessarily masters of their own domain, but a master in the tr- master in internationally reach that reach a level like IG reach a level like Madhouse. Uh, this is something for this could be a target. This could be a chance for this could be the first chance for Studio Four C. Yeah. To really become make itself known in that around the uh, like outside of truly make itself known as a na- as a brand name outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, but, they're certainly being smart about it. Like they start off with just very small uh, sample animations, short animations, even as short as like a minute maybe. And okay. they've been working up to music videos for like, Glay and Utada Hikaru and yeah. like really popular people mm-hmm. getting it out that way. And I think Mind Game was actually the first full-length movie that they directed themselves. Like their work on Spriggan and, and other movies was just production work. Yeah, and I, so. I didn't know they were behind Spriggan. And like when you look at the and like Spriggan and Memories are mm-hmm. Otomo, the uh, man behind Akira. Yeah, yeah. And you know you would have thought that would have helped. Like that type of name recognition would have helped. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't their own creative projects that they were doing. Yeah, so much. but well, but neither is neither is Tech on Concrete, and that's your part, right, right, James? But uh, that's a manga work. Yeah, and and, and a work that actually well, we so was Mind about. Game. Oh, so like, but they actually had a lot of the directing decisions themselves, and it was done in their own aesthetic that, that the, you see in a lot and, of their music videos. Yeah, and this was how and this was how uh, Mr. Arias was so like Arias ended up being director by accident on this, mm-hmm. from what I could gather from from what little I've read about this. Uh, I admit I haven't read too much, but he hasn't like Arias was like he he, he wanted to see every single like participate in a lot of aspects, and at a point. Um, the production, co- the producers just said, "Okay, why don't you direct it?" Mm-hmm. So this isn't like this isn't something like um, while he was made for this role, while his resume says he's earned this, and this guy and Arias himself, you know, this guy has a good pedigree on him. Um, he he didn't really like he truly didn't force himself to become director of this. So that that that, but this also probably says how much creative control. For him and 4C as a whole ended up with this. But what has to be noted, and I guess this comes to the second point, is that we're already f- uh, that North America is uh, could have been familiar with this work long ago. Not necessarily the movie, but the manga it's based on, right, James? Yeah, it's based off the uh, Viz Pulp series, uh, Black and White. That's mm-hmm. what was released here under. But that was a long time ago, and I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the license may have lapsed by now. Well, I know they're not producing any of them anymore. Yeah, Who well, we have to, like we, we when we talked about um, dance till tomorrow, and, and I know we're starting now. We're starting to go a little bit away, <laughs> but um, this, uh, this is another wrinkle in the whole discussion. Like when we talked about dance till tomorrow, like uh, like last term, or like back in I think November, November, this was part of a part of a mature line. Yeah, and it was part of like the big the big uh, the big band the big uh, band big uh, big. Book well, the book uh, format. Well, they might be able to bring it back. Like, if the movie does well here in North America, it might bring them to think, okay, maybe we can re-release this under the signature line, which is kind of like older titles, more mature. Titles. Of course, we're assuming too much that Viz will Viz is the Viz is the company that'll bring it out again. This was a Viz. This was uh, the original um, black and white manga was a Viz title. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, we're assuming a lot. I don't even know who has the publishing. Who it actually is here. under uh, their parent company. Of so this, is it so. Sueisha or Shogakukan? Uh, Shueisha. Shueisha. Okay, so mm-hmm. conceivably it could be a vis- it could come back. So so here's the other here's the second wrinkle to this whole um, to this whole story. It's it could be the return of another ti- of a title that's been here before, mm-hmm. of an old and and really what's could be you can put up an argument for a vintage title. So there's there's the second part of that. And then the third part, and yes, 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 we have to play the race card, is Mr. Arias himself. Um, I don't know what to say of this guy. I mean, I, I've read, I've, like, and, and none of it's going to be negative, but I know people will start to question, like, you know, has he earned it? Has he earned this, the right to be, you know, now, 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 and now under the, uh, now under, now to be consider- considered a Japanese anime master so, of sorts. So uh, I'm not sure why you'd have to earn the right to be that. It's it's kind of a, a strange preoccupation to to say, well, does does someone deserve the position they have? If they have the position and they can do the position, I'm not sure that it matters. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, the thing is, here, here we go. Race could matter in this in this discussion. I, I hate to think of this. I mean, I'm just playing a thought, a thought that will come into people's heads. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. The, he is the first first American born. To 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 direct a major Japanese animated feature, I'm not certain he's the first non-Japanese to to accomplish that feat. Um, if somebody knows, please let me know. But um, how do you put this? Like this guy, like look, I look down this guy's resume, looking at it, looking at his titles, looking at what he's worked on. Aside from Animatrix, aside from Mononoke, he he's been a he's been uh, in part of the tech, uh, major part of technical staff for. Um, for Prince of Egypt, which the animated feature like about six, five or six years ago, he was um, he perfected or he was a he's a pioneer in terms of computer generated animation and and feature films. He worked with James Cameron on Abyss on the Abyss uh, more than a decade ago. So that was quite advanced for his time. And it was quite a, yeah. So you can tell this guy has a pedigree. This mm-hmm. guy has a worthwhile pedigree. Um, you know he's earned this opportunity. So. And and, and, and and the thing for for Mr. Arias is this guy is, is like about the only thing that's n- not Japanese about this guy is maybe his appearance and in, in his actual you know his actual DNA because Arias is, is I, I think is like reading about his profile is as Japanese as you get he spent more than a third of his life there he spent the la- he's 39 years old he spent 15 years in Japan he's married He's married to somebody. He's married to someone there. This is where he makes his primary residence now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, this like, it's an amazing. It's a. It's an amazing story from that se- in that sense. But you know, how do we put? How, what, what do you say about? It? I mean, what can you really say? I mean, will it be, be perceived in a negative light, or am I already making too much out of this just for the sake of discussion? Well, I don't know if you're making too much of it. I know there are some people who will spaz about it, but you you know my views on most of these things. I don't really care. Yeah, you know, uh, well, it also comes back it as long as it gets made. <laughs> yeah, and, it also comes back to the manga argument: is it anime? But but <laughs> well, the same can be said. Just if you're going to boil down your ar- argument, what you're saying is: is it anime if the person who makes it isn't Japanese? If you're going to boil it down that far, mm-hmm. right? And so then, what is anime? Is it 
something that is only made by Japanese people, only possible to be made by Japanese and, people. And then here we go again, right? We've gone down this road already, and maybe it's not worth going under. Maybe we should just marvel in the in the fact that this is well, an accomplishment. This is kind of a different thing because you got to remember all the people under him are Japanese. You got to remember and the that. original work and was done by a Japanese person, and it's there's so many the other audience. people involved in an animation. Well, it, but it, of course, there's many people involved in a manga, but the there's, there's many people the kind of involved in anything that you produce. I don't know if it makes it less of a production. It's, it's kind of like um, arguments you'd hear in an English class. Can someone from outside of that perspective write or understand for that perspective? Can a man write and understand what it's like to be a woman? Can a white person understand what it's like to be a black person? Can a woman understand what it's like to be a man? And no, you can't understand anything except who you are and what you are, except we can try to express that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with whoever you are if you if you can do your job and and doesn't matter who you're working with if you can do the job and if they've hired him to do that job because they feel he's capable who are we to say he's not well, i mm. think i think the thing you come down to capability is definitely there because in the article he's admitted to loving this manga to death and he has a real in-depth knowledge of it like the whole story behind how he got to read it and stuff like that it shows me that he really knows what he's doing he has the technical capabilities then he has the love of the work to do it so then why not mm-hmm. so there you go so i guess that ends that i mean this guy i mean i can't wait to see what what type of release we'll see for it i mean yeah. you i mean we're hoping for you know a good art house release mainstream's probably asking for too much a mainstream mm-hmm. wide release into movie theaters is probably a lot to I, ask for at this i stage. think it's probably going to go the steam boy route with sony doing that maybe if we're lucky limited fee- theater release and then after that, maybe like the DVD and maybe a special edition if we're lucky, depending on what By the have. end of the year. Yeah. By the well, end of the year. My I don't know. I've been waiting for Blood Plus for how long from Sony, so I'm not holding my breath too much. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Remind me to remind me to uh, take the shrink wrap off my copy of, of Steam Boy sometime. <laughs> but um, this is like, you know, this will be interesting to watch. Uh, this will be, you know, worth watching. This will be worth watching. I mean... Features are, anime features are rare nowadays because it's, the industry, frankly speaking, is hurting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the LA Times article that we'll uh, place in the notes in a bit, uh, tonight with this episode only mentions that the only person who's really getting rich is Miyazaki. Oh, and by the way, Arius has worked under Miyazaki. Obviously, we've mentioned that. But there aren't too, but it's not, it's, it's a hurting industry right now. So you know, th- this is worth keeping up with. Anybody else want to add something and then? I guess not. Oh, I hope the movie's good. You hope the movie's good? <laughs> well, I mean, their their track record seems pretty good. Yeah. It seems pretty good. I mean, but the thing is, we'll see, like, it could, like, will this be uh, one of those true art house things and see how, what type of broad appeal it has? Yeah, and hopefully, if this does well, then they'll consider bringing out Mind Game as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 let's, uh, let's, hope it's a, let's hope it's a sign of good things to come then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll take the break. Back with more. Talk about uh, pinup. Boys and girls. I'll get to that in a couple minutes. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com.
And we were talking during the break about um, Steam Boy. Steam Boy? Yes. Yeah, okay, Boy. sorry. Steam Boy and Blood Plus, and we were talking about the live-action Blood Plus, and um, I mentioned, you know, I mentioned the fact that the woman who will play the Korean, the actress who will play Seiya in the live-action, is Korean, and she's actually a pretty well-known actress. Um, but probably one her whose name I forgot, but I know, I recognized one role she did, and she was in the Korean like, if you know the movie Lake House, starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll probably you might not know that it was it's actually a remake of a Korean film called Il Mare, which was done in I believe two thousand or two thousand one. Um, she starred in that. The woman who plays Seiya will start in the, as in the same role that Sandra Bullock took in the Korean version. And but the, and the, there was one big difference between Bullock's character and this woman and the Korean version. The Korean counterpart was their occupation. Bullock, Bullock uh, in the Lake House. She was a doctor in Il Mare. She was a voice actress, and, and the funny part was um, throughout the movie, you see her visit her place of work, and you see posters of various Japanese anime uh, strewn throughout mm-hmm. the walls, including Sailor Moon, by the uh, Sailor Moon, or either Sailor Moon or Cardcaptor, one or the other. Those, it, it was, I just thought it was kind of funny mm-hmm. and worth mentioning, and, and I just f- find it a funny tie-in to realize she's also she's playing yet another anime, uh, well-known anime character. Uh, well-known anime character in recent years but uh, there you go um, I don't know when Blood Plus I think Blood Plus will start filming sometime this month hope her English is good I don't think she'll have too many lines anyway so but uh, that, that may or may not be look, uh, that may or may not be um, something to look forward to but I guess that's a discussion for another time anyway podcast continues Nicholas St. John Austin and Jordan sitting around the table from our Toronto studio in front of a live audience and online via thecomicden.com. By the way, uh, only one person in the audience since uh, the other one had to go back to do his homework. So, anyway, um, moving, on, uh, moving on then. So, with Valentine's Day less than a week from now, let me place this idea in front of you guys. It can be generally agreed upon that every anime show will have a memorable character or two. And as time goes by and each decade passes, you can say that each decade has a character that either symbolized the decade, or at least was heads and tails the most popular from that time, at least enough to be considered a pinup girl for that decade. Or boy. Let me continue. <laughs> for instance, for instance, well, let me put this into context. For instance, you can put up a fairly safe argument that the 80s was the decade of Lin Minmay from Macross. Although you can put a decent case for Lum, Kyoko Otanashi, or Madoka Ayokawa. So what about the 90s? And what about the first decade of the new millennium, considering that we're more than three-fourths through it? And since we have two girls here tonight, and at the assistance of one of them who will remain nameless, Courtney, <laughs> <laughs> we should include the argument, uh, the same argument for guys, too. Um, I guess I'll start with the girls. Uh, I, I, I did throw the name Lin Min May. So there's there's my name. So are 90s, we on to the nineties? Yeah, let's move on to the nineties. Um, James, who who would you have considered a <sighs> the pinup girl? I mean, I guess I guess for the most part, if you're looking worldwide and even in our market, it probably would have to be from Cowboy Bebop, either Faye Valentine or um, oh, it's terrible. Now I'm forgetting names. My name. I, I think I think Faye Valentine is a pretty across the board choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one that I know is the favorite of a couple people I know um, is Fujiko-chan from uh, Lupin. 
yeah. but that's kind of a crossing the, the that's the really decades. crossing, really crossing decades. decades because but where would you put it because you can't really entirely put her in the 80s and can't any, but you can she's put kind her of a timeless back. character yeah i think she, she's a, she's a she's a big one uh, um, I, I went through in terms of the 90s I, I i tend to look at it in two ways the ones that the most mainstream of characters and then the ones that appealed the most to hardcore fans so if you want to use the, f- the first argument, maybe a character like Sailor Moon would have fit that bill. Mm-hmm. If you want to use the second argument, then it becomes even more, more, um, you know, more. Well, I'm not open sure about Sailor debate. Moon because although um, she's definitely a very most recognizable character, I'd say she's the most recognizable. I don't know if she's a pinup here. Like I know that there are guys that watch Sailor Moon devotedly, but I think the primary audience targeted. By Sailor Moon in North America was the female audience. I'm not saying it's completely true, and I'm not saying, saying anything wrong saying with right, Sailor Moon. Actually, right. I, I do know I'm bringing it up because we, oh, I was staying away from certain children's shows by seeing Cardcaptor Sakura and Sakura with all this certain, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Let me correct my Sailor Moon theory. Not Sailor Moon, Sailor, Mer- Sailor Mercury. For Otaku, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for yeah, Otaku, yeah. Although Neil's favorite is, is, is um, she, he loves Amy. Yeah, so he's he's all about Sailor Mercury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, the others, and then if you want to go on the fans, the more Taku side, then then you then gets more interesting. Then you, you get into you get into Evangelion. Then yeah, you get to the oh yeah, and Ray are obvious choices. Faye was Faye. I never really thought of. I mm-hmm. thought it was. I thought you know, like if you want to use my my thinking, the theory, my own rationale. Um, Sailor Moon was the hook. Eva was what solidified it. I don't know if that anyone necessarily. I, I mean, I don't think anyone will agree with it completely, but that's 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 part of what I see. Like well, I've heard from a couple of different male friends that, like, probably the I was thinking the ideal anime character from the '90s is Belle Dandy. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, oh my goddess, she's, she's she's just another one that like okay, if you're counting the manga, it goes mm-hmm. a very very long oh, yeah, span. Yeah. But boy, is she such an archetype female character. Mm-hmm. I think the, character the, the, the problem we're her. having with disca- deciding which one would be the best is that there's so many different archetypes. So you have kind of like the the bombshell kind of fae character, and mm-hmm. then you have the the innocent kind of maternal character mm-hmm. like Belle Dandy kind of, and you got big long line in the middle yeah and then and you can use this for any decade for any one of the decades we're just throwing mm-hmm. a bunch of names like memorable characters okay so let's move to this decade names please there's we'll far to too many high school age female characters or younger or younger <laughs> this decade i mean the decade i was, I was thinking more and i'm thinking that well maybe yeah, There's a few in there. Or male uh, robin and female. which 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 under robin, mm-hmm. I, robin I, to me the decade began with naru to me, that's that's my impression of, of how the whole thing went out. Like love, he it started with love, Hina. It won't end with it, by Fame. far, and it may not even end with a Nakamatsu character. Although people are putting, we'll put in our argument for character, various characters from Nagima. Mm. I mean, there's her. Um, Harui is probably going to yeah. be the one. Yeah. Harui will probably yeah. end it all. Harui will probably end the decade. Yeah. Um, where where would you say Toru goes from Fruits Basket? I like mm. her because yeah. she's so cute. By the way, what decade would we stick uh, Sakura in now that we brought her brought up Card Captor? I think she's nineties. I think nineties. That's why I brought up the nineties. She yeah. ended the nineties, perhaps. I'd I, say I it was the end, anything. but it was still kind of. No, there's that thought. Um, Chi from Chobits. 
guess she, yeah, early she's 90s. She, oh, see, that's another one that we should have brought up. Well, with, but she's not. Is it really 90s? That was more that's 2000, early 2000. after 2000. Well, like, just barely. First, first half of early, the decade. Yeah, yeah I guess so. like, it's, it's kind of hard. All the years are, are slipping through my fingers. Mm-hmm. 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 But, you know, there's like a bunch of that. There's but I like think we shouldn't be calling school-aged children pinups. Just for the sake of argument here. Just for well, we don't make a it, but unfortunately certain people have. I don't we know. don't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, what I mean by this is just like characters will remember. Okay. Like who, who are emblematic of the, of the decade. I mean, pin, pin up maybe maybe the worst, not, I regard that may not be the best choice of words, if only because it just comes all, come, it comes out a, comes out the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it comes off easier, easier to say for me. I mean, uh, when you go back into the 80s, that's, it, it, to be absolutely honest, I think people think of Lynn Min May as a pinup. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was she, 15? She, she, was in, she was in her early teens. Mm-hmm. She was a teenager, so she was a teen idol. Well, teen is one thing, but we, we have Sakura, who's 12. Mm-hmm. And Ichigo Mashimaro. We think of yeah. age characters, too. But they were showing them in a... Like, I, See, I hate I hate thinking of them as as dare I say sex objects. Oh, I mean, I don't want to think of them that way. I, I just think of them as characters that a decade will remember them for. Mm-hmm. That they well, that's fine, but the, gotta not call them pinups. Yeah, okay, call them fair. flagship that's characters or flagship characters. Flagship mm-hmm. characters. That that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can call them FCs. <laughs> that's even worse. Well, I'm not sure that. I'll just wonder what we're saying. But there, but you know, I, I guess the debate can continue. Maybe we should just get back to it when we go uh, when we, when the decade ends. But you know, there those are some notable female characters over the last couple over the last uh, twenty years, I guess twenty plus years. But we don't think about guys, do we? And <laughs> and, and probably the discussion even becomes even more heated among the girls. At which point I step back. I hope for a cat fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so wait, wait, well, let me just quickly go. Um, first of all, uh, where does Ranma, uh, Ranma, Ranma characters fit in? Ryoga. Uh, are you are you talking about well, girls? Okay, let's, start, let's, <laughs> let's, start, let's just start. Let's just start. We, let's just start from the eighties, nineties, and this decade in terms of uh, great guys. Is, g- he's, great got, guy he's got the softest place in my heart. He's my very favorite. He's eighties. Um, he's, he's like he's late eighties. He's got a 80s. fang. Come on, like I like I like the fang. I, I, I don't really like it in Genshiken, but I, I like it in um, Rama, and I like Yoga. <laughs> it's creepy in Genshiken. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone want to throw other male characters? You want to try a couple, uh, Angela? Um, this is the North Star was from the 80s, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it so was. I wouldn't say that's a pinup character. But like there's, a, there's, there's a character. There's a character for sure. Well, this Dragon thing is Ball. This, it's, it's Dragon Ball. That's definitely um, Lupin himself, if mm-hmm. we're going to pull some, some 80s stuff. The thing is... Are we talking about flagship characters, as in characters mm-hmm. that everyone would recognize, or is this characters that females would typically recognize? Well, we're playing. We're, we're this is service for the girls. Okay, okay. let's say different. service. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Well, you brought up both. You brought up both. You brought up both criteria. So obviously, you have different characters that fit them. So give me a give me an example. Okay, so I would say Ryoga for the eighties, for the nineties. That's a bit more difficult. And, and, and are you talking about wide, uh, broad, or just the girls here in terms of Ryoga? Girls. Just the girls. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's continue. He gets confused and lost. I like. <laughs> I like that. Nineties <laughs> <laughs> um, is is a bit hope harder. I hope you guys are taking notes. <laughs> huh. I really liked Yuki from Cardcaptor Sakura, although he's a bit young. But then again, he was really ancient, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I just... Yes. 
True. I can argue with that. That's how they get away. Um, I love Lupin and him putting him in the very long. I can now that I think about it. Can you think of too many guys in in the nineties? I mean, I can think of Kenshin. I can think of. Uh, I can think Captain of Tuxedo Tyler. Mask if you want to go. Uh, if you want yeah. to start going wide, wider, yeah. uh, broader range. But hey, I'm a guy. I, I'm supposed to be clueless in this sense. Um, <laughs> what the thing. The thing is, is we have a lot of series now where you have the very, very kind of bland lead male character. And this is typical because you want him to be able to appeal to a wide range, and then you have all the interesting other characters, which mm-hmm. are typically female. And so it's actually f- difficult sometimes, and except when you have kind of a reverse harem, to find interesting male characters. Or now on High School Host Club. Yeah, but see, I really like um, Fruits Basket. In this case, Kyo is my very favorite of those, and people will, will fight me to the death, and they love Yuki, and they love Haru, although I like Haru because he's sort of like Ryoga. It's, it's not quite the same. Haru was which one? I forgot. Oh, he's he was the, the cow, and he gets lost a lot. Oh, he's the one who gets lost. <laughs> <laughs> the dog? I mean, I, I forget their names after all these years. <laughs> which one was the dog? Uh, Shigure. Shigure? Sh- oh, yeah, Shigure. Yeah, because, you know, he's the one I can relate to the most, acting like the old man. Uh, without actually act- being an old man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a battle between, toss-up between me and Neil, which one who would, <laughs> who would fit that bill a little bit better. <laughs> Um, okay, so there's those. I mean, th- it's a good point. That's actually an interesting point. I mean, the whole idea that, you know, there well, you aren't have, any you have inter- it, interesting guys. You have guys. it in everything. You have the guy in Chobits, who's kind of the non-guy. And then we have um, Tenshi, who... Okay, and here we go. Let's I, go back to the 90s. <laughs> tuxedo Mask is just about the blandest guy you can imagine. I mean, I, I, come, I, I come across, like, my, my impression is then if... You, t- you tell me why I'm wrong when I say this then. <laughs> um, then... If you're to apply that thinking, wouldn't a lot of guys you depicted in shoujo's be very bland? I mean, I, I mean, I, I would have thought of, of 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 Tuxedo Mask as one of the more typical show uh, characters you'd see in a shoujo manga. Well, he is the typical knight in shining armor, but you never really see a lot from his perspective. Okay, the, the trouble with Tuxedo Mask is because it's an adventure anime, he's sort of the damsel in distress half the time. And when he's not the damsel in distress, he's the knight in shining armor. He's one or the, yeah. he's one or the other. And he switches back and forth. He doesn't get a character because he's got to be the guy that goes to college and does this, this, and this, and acts in such a predictable way. Right? It's, it's, just, it's just part of the character archetype. And so that show is very much about archetypes. Mm-hmm. You don't get into a lot of character development, really. Like the characters from one. He's, he's too much of an enigma, and he, I guess he remains that way throughout the entire run of the series. Not that I've seen it. I mean, I. Well, I can't she's speak destined to. to marry him and have a child. It's 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 a fairy tale. It's not about the character development. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 okay, good. So he doesn't develop at all, pretty yeah, much. He can't. Throw he's some names. A, throw throw some male names, uh, James. I, uh, I was I was going to say Captain Tyler from. Oh, I love him. I was thinking yeah. Yeah, he would be one that maybe that, that 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 goes to maybe either just the girls and certainly not certainly not a wide uh, certainly broad. I, I can't think of him as broad uh, like a broad. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he could be broad. He's like the slacker guy that just goes in, just does this is, everything. This is another Japanese archetype of 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 masculinity. The the guy who screws up so much that it turns out right. Yeah. Kind of like Onizuka. There's another yep, one. There's mm-hmm. another one. Um, Vash. From Vash. Japan. Yeah. Vash the the accidentally right guy. Yeah. Um. They're they're one. Of, that's the same with Ryoka. Sometimes he ends up in the right sp- spot by accident. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's a good archetype. Spike from uh, Cowboy Bebop. 
Yeah, he's more very. He's but. he's kind of like a hyper masculine character. Um, he's kind of like Lupin would be if Lupin wasn't goofy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shinji Ikari. Eva. Well, since uh, we've talked about Eva, how about some other red as the, the least masculinity possible. He's an interesting character to watch, just because his reactions are so different. Well, sort of realistic, I guess. Like, how would a real fourteen-year-old boy react in this situation? But I wouldn't say he's a flagship character at all. Now, at least in comparison, who's around him? Yeah, certainly. Okay. Uh, well, we, we've got, we we're living too much in the '90s. Can somebody say something about this decade? Doctor Tenma. Huh. <laughs> Dr. Tenma from Monster. Well, <laughs> well that's kind of like How 90s Monster, manga though. That, that's some 90s yeah. manga, but you know. But it was done in here. The thing, though, is I still kind of consider it back in the 90s because it's shot for shot, word for word. It's the exact same as the manga. Yeah. from the 90s, so it kind of lends itself to there. But I do agree. He's, he's an intriguing character. I just remembered another one. You from Marvel 8 Boy. I liked him, too. I'm going way back. I'm sorry. And Tamahome. We might also go back to classic shoujo's uh, Tamahome from Fushigi Yugi. Where does he fit? Mm. Fits pretty well. Let me ask about... It's kind of bland. That's, 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 oh, that comes back plays. to your other... Um, it, wait, when you have a very, very fantasy-based show, if they're following fairy tale archetypes, the characters don't develop too much. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on the way that it's written and scripted. But if you have yeah. to stick to very rigidly to a fairy tale kind of structure he's got to respond in a certain way to whatever goes on but there you go i mean okay so so this decade i can't think of too many right now well uh, i mentioned uh, fruits basket yeah you mentioned various Kyo. characters from fruits baskets that's and but and, but that's the early part of the decade what about at this point in, uh, light and l from death note death have note. really been taken oh yes by, yes by females within the anime community how about uh when okay i'll throw um some uh, let me think of as mainstream a character as i can think of um well there's naruto there's uh, the characters well, from Naruto. Well, mm-hmm. there's I, not a very thought. huge female fan base that's not new to anime, I would say, for um, Naruto. So there you <laughs> go. That, that's as far as I'll, I'll, I'll go. Oh, now that, that we, one, now that we mentioned it. Now, 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 and I forgot to mention this. And, you know, I forget, forget to mention this title. This will be the last title I bring up and how their characters, how their characters stack up. But it's like... What about Pokemon? Because that's been so mainstream over the last decade. And where does it fit in this whole... Dis- where does um, the main characters from Pokemon fit in this whole discussion? Not at all? No. Not really. It's more about the little... It's, cre- it's a marketing. It's a marketing anime. That's so so you, c- you could put it in line with, you know, marketing animes. Mm-hmm. So, hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to in say. In that case. <laughs> I just thought of something and I totally forgot it. And it was a, it was a recent... Anime two, and it's gone. Oh, it's well. You want to wait till break after the break, and maybe you can bring it up. Yeah. Well, no. I was also thinking um, recent things that we're watching here. Um, we got Host Club, which has got a lot of male characters in it, but they're not really dimensional. Like they're funny, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're too one dimensional. The thing is, is that I know they get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know the manga continues, but I think right now anime is all about the kind of bland male character who gets involved in excitingness. You have it in um, that one they're watching Haruhi, that one. You have you have that kind of character he just gets tangled up in a big mess and then that's that's the character and you don't really have a lot of differentiation. And you know, there, there's uh, there's there's a uh, academic paper for somebody who's listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> Better find a good 
might be where, and, and maybe there's a good marketing player in the future uh, if, if girls are. To well, you, you see more. it in such titles as *Handmade May*, where you got like you got it in *Chobits*. It's the same archetype male character. You've got it in um, *Love Hina*. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just the normal guy. Well, let me just throw in one more name, and then we'll go. And before I throw this to break, um, Ayoriyoshi Aoi. Aye. She's too stereotypical. For I mean, this is too stereotypical for their probably anyone's own good. But yeah, I, I, as much as I like her, she's oh so unrealistic. But um, and and and, and kind of and maybe even scary. It's kind of ironic in a way because they kind of play on that. If you're reading the most recent English translations and stuff like that, it kind of plays into that. You looked that up, Mike. Did mm-hmm. you get that vibe? I kind of got that vibe. That he was well, I haven't read it. I, I, the thing the is, I, I plan to read it when I when the whole thing is just about done. It may start over soon, so. Yeah. But maybe I'll see. I'll try and see your little bit there. So. I got a little vibe of that. Anyway, uh, but there you go. Uh, so, so do we have any? Uh, th- so, is there any gen- general consensus on popular characters? Of course not. That's <laughs> Never the way it's consensus. supposed. To be. No, no real consensus except. But you know, there's a lot of int- but you know what? There, there's a lot of good, char- interesting characters out there. A lot of good, interesting characters for all the right and wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll take the take the break. Back with final insults in a couple minutes. You're listening to the Anime Roundtable on thecomicden.com. So you want to hear people talk about Japanese cartoons? You know, anime. But you think the other anime podcasters just aren't nerdy enough? Sounds like you need to join forces with the Anime World Order. Where each week, three self-proclaimed experts offer you reviews. Of titles both new and classic, news and commentary. Rants, convention reports, interviews with fandom. And some hentai and yaoi for good measure. So search for Anime in the iTunes Music Store. Or visit our website at AnimeWorldOrder.com. Anime World Order. Revealing the truth about anime, one podcast at a time. Okay. Anyway, we were just playing. Uh, we just ended up playing a promo for um, for the most popular po- anime podcast online, Anime World Order. Um, doing this as a thank you too, because uh, we were on their website. I was on their website a couple days ago and found out that they have us listed there as a half-assed po- half as a half-assed show. So uh, gave them a right. Um, gave, sent them my promo, and hopefully um, they'll play. Hopefully somewhere along the line they played. Uh, but we have to say thanks. Uh, we don't promote this show all that well. We don't promote it well at all. Um, you, you'll have to basically stumble. Uh, those of you who found it have basically stumbled on it or have been probably dragged by, by Dean to uh, <laughs> listen to it because you're a friend of his. But uh, thanks, uh, thank you for everyone who listens to the show. Um, and thanks, thanks to Anime World Order for giving us, uh, giving us um, such props. Uh, it actually does mean a lot coming from a fellow podcaster. So... Um, if you ever get the chance, give that show a check out, uh, www.animeworldorder.com. And, um, you know, keep, keep your, uh, keep your uh, podcasting options open. Anyway, Make sure to keep listening to us. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course we're always here, too. So, uh, anyway, just quickly, roundtable at thecomicden.com is our email, and www.thecomicden.com is our website and archive. Drop us a line or check them out if you can. And as for the blog, uh, get back to me on that. Also, www.animenorth.com. Uh, as you know, we're still hoping to tape there in May. Um, just have to iron out some details, but check out the forms under live events and put your name on it uh, if you want to see us there. Uh, it's almost a du- it's I'd say a good, very good chance at this point. So hopefully, uh, we'll see you there in late May. 
Okay, time now for final insults. Who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first then. Okay. Because <laughs> everybody else is looking terrified. So we talked about Studio 4C today, and for anybody who's out there who hasn't seen their stuff before and is interested in checking it out, I have a couple of suggestions of where to start. So I'm going to suggest YouTube, just because it's simple, and check out Utada Hikaru's video, Passion. It's got an animated sequence that's very beautifully done. Uh, Glaze Survival is good as well. And then, if you want to see some of the original stuff that they've done, Noiseman Sound Insect is pretty infamous for being absolutely <laughs> wild and out there. So if you can handle Noiseman Sound Insect, you can handle pretty much anything they can do. And then also, Comedy is pretty pretty well-respected and liked it. People have called it masterpieces, they've called it epic. It's just ten minutes long, so if you can, give it a try. It's by no means a comedy. You will enjoy it, though. Okay. Try put, we'll try, I'll try and search them out, and we'll, maybe we'll put links in the future. Um, so, Courtney, James, who wants to go next? Are our paper sisters on it? Jan, Ken, Pone. James, go ahead. The scissor first. James, the scissor first. Anyway, so actually, no. I actually it was supposed to be kind of like the commercial I saw the Super Bowl. I was gonna throw something. I I turned to a paper scissor type thing. No, just, 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 just go. Oh man, just go. Wow, I'm flying out to see my pants, aren't I? Anyway, um, the only thing I think of off the top of my head. So to let people know by the end of the month, hopefully importers will have it by next week when it comes out in Japan, which is uh, Bleach DS, the second game, is coming out. And I know already in Japan, supposedly they set up the uh, kiosks for uh, playable demos, which is interesting, so I'm looking forward to that. But if you're interested in Bleach and you want a good fighting game for the DS, try and import the second game, as well as the first, which okay. is quite well done by Treasure. All right. Oh, yeah, I'll give you five more seconds, okay? I have to say this to Angela. Have a good trip. Oh, thank you. Come back when you, uh, you know, tell us about it when you get back, all right? Yeah, I will. All right. So we'll we'll make sure he gives you your own segment. You can do it on White Day. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll work on Neil. We, we've got to do something about his migraines. <laughs> <laughs> we really do because how many shows does he miss now <laughs> about half a dozen I think uh, and I counting tried, I tried to miss one show and look what happened to me you're not allowed apparently <laughs> um, I'm trying to think uh, most actually I haven't been watching much aside from Bokuro Gaita lately I've been reading a lot of manga mostly but actually um, that's one I would recommend although I'm not all the way through because halfway through the first episode Neil and I were sitting in Neil's living room surrounded on all sides by models and, and, and wall scrolls and manga falling off shelves on top of fantasy novels. And we said, oh, this reminds us of Marmalade Boy. And then we said, oh, wait a second, this reminds us of Karekano. Oh, wait, this reminds us. And so if you like any of those, you might want to try this one, although it is getting a bit angsty right now. Um, that's about all. Just a recommendation Boku today. Kaita. Yeah, yeah my, my sister uh, had been watching that. Found it. Well, I mean, she'll, she'll, she'll continue watching it, but I never really asked her for a full opinion, so... But uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's an interesting download already. <laughs> okay, my turn. Well, since we have two girls here tonight, and at the assist insistence of one of them who will remain... Oh, wait, wrong, uh, wrong script. Um, in the spirit of Valentine's Day next week... We're going for it, aren't we, today? The rest of this is memorized, by the way. In the spirit of Valentine's Day next week, let me come back to the traditions of celebrating... Here in North America, and wish everyone a early Happy Valentine's Day. And just a quick reminder to all you girls out there: 
that a dozen red roses costs more than 50 bucks around this time of year, nicely jacked up. Keep that in mind before you give your significant other the silent treatment. <laughs> now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go cry and remember past Valentine's days. Anyway, <laughs> have a good night.